got the opportunity to have a long, in-depth convo with Henry, Zen Hen, the fake yoga instructor. We got to talk about his whole game. So as I said, this is a, a long chat. We went through from the barge on, actually even from before the barge, from talking about the process of getting on the show and developing this character of the Zen Hen and how he was going to play and how he was going to use that to his advantage through from the barge through to Asunga and all these big moves. So, you know, breaking up a power couple, throwing a few challenges, finding an idol, uh, switching over to the other tribe when he was in a really good position on Asunga, um, but took the took the risk to switch across, you know, surviving from being this big threat through to the merge where he got Jared out, blindsided Jared, he got Ziggy on board and made her use the super idol to get rid of Annalise. And then he got blindsided with his own idol in his own pocket. He got to whip it out at a tribal. He just, uh, the following tribal, when he strolled back in, he had the idol around his neck. It was a long, long convo. We went through the whole game. It was really interesting, really uh, good insight into a, into a great player's game and how he tackled the whole thing and what he was thinking throughout. And uh, really good insight for anyone. Uh, yeah, anyone who loves Survivor and perhaps anyone looking to get on and he talks about how next time he plays it will be completely different uh, and I'd say if there is a returning player season hopefully there is in a couple of years he's certainly one of the uh, the first names to be to be thrown up on the whiteboard uh, at uh, Survivor HQ I'd suggest Oh and just as an F- FYI we recorded this after the Luke vote I believe when there were six players left So here is Henry Mate, I was I was I was going back to take some notes, but it was easy, mate. I just saw a, you had a post where you just summarised everything you did, which oh, was yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was easy. Perfect. Eh? Um, mate, I guess I'm happy to talk about anything um, you want to talk about, but yeah, I guess maybe first of all, I'm keen to hear about your Survivor fandom before the game. Maybe your favourite seasons or favourite players, or how, yeah. how into it you were, or anything like that. Um, yeah. So, uh, it's weird. I thought I was a big fan, a super fan. I don't know what the adjective I should use before, <laughs> um, how much of a fan I am. But, yeah, I've watched it from a young age. I've watched probably out of the 35-odd seasons, probably about 30, maybe 32, something like that. Yeah, um, nice. I remember missing the second Blood vs. Water when it was two people we didn't know. Uh-huh. Um, it, and I just didn't like it and yeah. just tuned out. Yeah. It was the first Jeremy Collins one. But, uh-huh. um yeah, and then watched them all. My favourite seasons, oh, it's so tough. I think the seasons, you know, are good for the people that are in it. So, um, sure. obviously, the Heroes and Villains is a classic. I thought uh, some old before that, just pure Russell on a strategy. Mm. Um, you know, he was brilliant. Um, I more, I guess, look for the players and not necessarily how they play, but more the, the charm, the charisma, the character, um, and yeah, so I love them all, and you know, yeah, there's probably Heroes as Villains, Russell Small one, um, and yeah, it's good because I like both aspects of Survivor, like the old school and the new school. So even Millennials Gen X was pretty cool too. Yeah, nice, man. That's pretty much where I I jumped in at uh, season 19 Samoa, um, and after those two seasons that you mentioned, Russell, and then into Heroes vs Villains, that was my first two seasons, and that's where I got got hooked ever since. Um, yeah, it's, it was really jump then. I think it was really a a jump in strategy. So yeah, uh, and so you sort of did you have I guess. 
how did you sort of think about what you were going to do going in? Was it trying to merge, mold together a few of these things you'd seen or are you starting starting fresh? Yeah, so I, I love this question because um, a lot of the you know fans, people that watch, try and look at Australians and compare them to the American survivors, which is awesome. That's like an honour. But um, I guess in a sense I wanted to play my own game. Um, I wanted to draw from you know, the charisma and charm of the Malcolms and Tysons. Mm. I wanted to, um, you know, obviously, and, you know, I never want to be uh, uh, the physicalities of Challenger Spina, but they were also very good at challenges. And then also that kind of poverty charm that kind of bring people in. And then, so I started building how I could work a game for myself because I think the important thing with going on Survivor, if anyone goes on, you've got to understand your own capabilities your assets and your flaws and that's mm. how you can build your game because there's i couldn't play the game that sarah played or that luke played or that you know um Jer- jericho's playing or whatever but yeah. and they couldn't play my game so i guess i wanted to figure out what my strengths were mm-hmm. and how i could work forward with them and how i want to play the game and i wanted to play a really strategic game but and i wanted to play big i really wanted to play big and my biggest aim was not only sit there at the end with a resume to talk about, but also kind of excel season one Australia mm. a bit closer to the American ones as quick as possible. So I'm thinking about I'm going to make all these moves. And, you know, a lot of these moves that I made were pre-thought. And, you know, when this kind of situation comes up, I could then use that move. Mm. I came into this yoga instructor facade to put up a front so people wouldn't think I was doing these things. And I was kind of more playing the behind-the-scenes game, which was loud and big, but a lot of them didn't think the moves that happened necessarily were by me at the time. Mm. So, yeah, that's kind of how I went into the game. Yeah, nice. I love it. I must admit, the first couple of episodes, uh, yourself and Luke, I wasn't too sure on. In fact, I was probably more negative on, but um, I don't know. But certainly uh, by episode four and five and from there on, I'd say you and Luke definitely became my my favourites and uh, someone, like obviously really genuine dudes as well. Um, I don't know what it was early on. I just wasn't wasn't sure about you guys. Oh, it's it's so fair too. And like I've got that from so many people as well. And you know, a lot of people, yeah, said to me, oh, I hated Luke at the start and now they love him. And I think yeah. that's just like how your season develops and the person you are. But yeah, I, and you also think like, as a viewer, I remember season one and be like, oh, I could like, it, I don't know if people were having, some people were having cracks with me because, oh, you know, I said no one's coming with a false profession. But what I meant by that, it was, mm. You know, I was coming into attack with it, and I don't think anyone's really coming to attack. I could be wrong, but most people are defending their previous job or some sort of lifestyle they have at home. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's not right. He's not a super fan. Like, I should be there and stuff like that. But then, like you said, you get to know why they're playing this way and the the strategy coming out, and I think there yeah, turns a lot of people. But a lot of people are off me, and, yeah, the people like Luke as well early. Yeah, mate. So you said that um, we, in our shorter uh, initial chat, we talked a little bit about the the Zen Hand persona um, and yeah. why. And I think that, mate, I think you tr- hit on a lot of like these cognitive biases. Probably, I don't know if you realise it or not, but um, it seemed to work phenomenally well. Exactly how you 
how you sort of planned it would. So you sort of said that it was, you know, this cool, calm, collected dude who's people can trust. He's just open and uh, honest and not going to be lying to people, not going to be backstabbing. Was that sort of the, the yeah. vibe you were going for? Definitely. And, you know, a lot of people um, say you can't play big. You can't play big from day one. And, you know, I disagree with that. Uh, I still believe a fifty-five day can be won by playing big, but... Mm-hmm. There's different ways of playing big. You could, like what I try to do is play big and no one really catches onto it. They might know, but they're not catching onto it. And then you see, you know, in a tribe swap, like Fulbert Dragon, but I always kind of use AK as that example because his perception of a gameplay was so high mm. at the time. So when he jumped over, you'd, you'd keep him. They've just been going to tribal for a long time. You would want to keep him. He's very good at challenges, very underrated in challenges too. Mm. Um, but because there was this perception, you know, I remember Lockie and Tara were talking about like, oh, he's just coming up with a mass, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eight, eight minus three is five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would even like go to Ben when I knew would have to talk about a split and I would just be like, oh, so what happens if there's an idol or something? And just make sure they come up with this split. And I didn't tell anyone that I love Survivor and I was a big fan, you know, yeah. I was like, couple episodes so my perception wasn't as high as maybe an AK's in terms of the strategy yeah. so I believe you can play big it's how you play big yeah. and I didn't I didn't get voted out because of the 35 days of playing big before merge I got voted out post merge when the threat level of me not just on my strategy but physicality and stuff came into it so a lot of people um, say I played too big or made too many moves but I do not believe that was the reason that I went out. And, yeah, so I say play big. Yeah, nice. I like it. I like it. Um, I've got a, a couple of questions off the, the back of that. Obviously, preface this by uh, the time we're talking, Luke just went home. Um, and so I'm not keen, I'm not keen to ask who the, how the six goes after that. But the six that have gone yeah. since the merge, uh, Jared and Lise yourself, Tessa, Sarah and Luke, I'd say they're a massive, a massive six that have have gone and they all played I'd say most of them played big pretty from pretty early on um, and they, they seem to have all fallen on the sword yeah definitely I think I remember talking to obviously Luke um, like me a flashy type of player um, very noticeable from day one um, Sarah also she was building alliances and playing her role of I can make sure everyone has me in their pocket all the way through from the start Annalise was playing big, went with their alliance, then that didn't work, and then found new avenues and was always playing to survive and get further, found an idol, et cetera. And Jared, you know, AK took a lot of the spotlight because he was making all these big um, moves that Jared was, you know, talking to him in Jury Villa about his game. I was blown away. He had that facade that I was wanting to get with the Zen mm. instructor. He just had that naturally. And he he basically told me his game. And so if I heard that at the final, I was like, damn, like <laughs> yeah. using, the, using the shields and stuff. And that's all you need to do. You don't need it to be seen until day 55. So, yeah. you know, who else have I missed? But yeah, look, yeah, I think that's... Oh, and Tessa, obviously, playing idol, works from the bottom, like made a big, one of the biggest blindsides in getting me out, suggested mm. the idea and orchestrated it. So... Yeah, if you're looking at it like that, there is a big six, and I guess maybe the way the edit is, it hasn't really shown a lot behind the scenes of the final six. And, 
you know, I'm really excited because I only see the stuff at Tribal. For sure. So, uh, obviously, I know how it ends, um, as in the final two, but I don't fully understand how it gets there. So I'm looking forward to seeing it. But, you know, you know, I knew after Luke would go, a lot of, a lot of people would, um, you know, be irritated because there are, there are some quality players. Mm. that have, have gone early and it's it's interesting because I always like to see someone with a pathway to the end and it looks like you know these final six of I'm looking forward to finding their next pathway because I don't think anyone has played a clear cut game mm-hmm. yet so yeah nice nice the other thing you were talking about was the uh, perceptions and I, I've sort of felt this season, well, I suppose always, that once someone has this idea of you and who you are, that everything they see then sort of goes to a bit of that confirmation bias. So everything they see goes to fit that perception. So I think the ones we sort of talked about was AK. From early on, he was the big game player. You know, Lockie and Te- uh, Tara seem as that, you know, he can do the numbers so quick and everyone realised, oh, he's yeah. making these big moves. And so everything that AK says is seen through this lens of AK's a big game player. Um, yeah, I think one and sort of you and Jared, you said we're going for that perception of this, the chills then, and you know, then everything you're doing is seen through the perception of when you're talking to Ben that Ben's a strategic mastermind, and you're just you know he's teaching you how to how to play yeah. Survivor. Um, yeah, mate, how important were those perceptions? How conscious of you were um, of setting the right perceptions from early on, and um, and was it possible to ever change them? You think? No, I think like that is probably. Your perception of the game, uh, that's 100%. Like, that's probably one of the biggest storylines, if it is, of the season. I think perception is, you know, got, you know, I think perception got AK out. I think, mm. you know, all the, I think that is huge call to make. And I think it's 100% correct because perception is everything out there. I was sitting on the bar and it was pissing down with rain. And I was looking across and being like, all right, who am I working with? Who am mm. I not? Who's my threat? Who am I going to go and I think you're right. You kind of set this perception and it carries you through whether whether or not you like it. Like, AK even mentioned, I think, in his tribe before he went, he was like, you know, I made some mistakes early, but now I'm, you know, I'm part of the team. I'm, I'm trying to get this majority alliance through. But you've already built that perception with yourself and with everyone around you. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. And I think it's one of the interesting kind of things to look at whether anyone has yet kind of changed people's perceptions of who they thought they were from the first time they met so it's really interesting i'm i'm trying to think now like has anyone really changed the perception because i'm thinking as a player when i met jared i was like oh he's such a cool dude like mm. you know he's not even thinking strategy and that was the whole way through until i talked about his game in Drew villa so yeah. that's a re- that's a great question because I would really like to see if someone's perception. Maybe I'm thinking maybe Ziggy's has kind of changed so far because I thought she was the most powerful person in the merge, and then maybe people are now seeing her as powerful just based on some of her idol plays. But you know, she's still probably going to be looked at as that threat physically. So that's mm. a, that's a really good question. But it's yeah, it's that's it's kind of like whatever that first kind of thought of you is, it, it kind of holds true. So I guess make that first thought an important, you know, it's an important decision to make that first um, thought of you a good one. And you, you talked about the budge, so it sounds like you're thinking about that sort of stuff early on. Could you guys tell 
uh, the tribes, I guess, based on the, the colours people were in, did you have a fair idea of who you're working with? And were you, you said you were already thinking, who, who do you want to work with, who don't you want to work with? How are you sort of, how are you judging that? Yeah, so first in lockdown, you had a couple of days before the show goes out to the immediate, blah, blah, blah. And I've actually just break down what three tribes, I, I thought it was three tribes, I always did think it was three tribes in 24. Mm-hmm. Um, what age groups, what demographics would be in each tribe? There's always going to be an old guy, there's always going to be an older lady, there's always going to be all these kind of things. Mm. There's going to be four boys, four girls. You've got to take what you know about Survivor in with you. And then once we get on the barge, you already know there's two rafts at the end, different colours, uh, pink and green, and then you're like, all right, it's two tribes, and you clearly can tell um, one side's um, the kind of blue-greeny things, and the other side is the red-pink things. So mm. you know that there's two tribes straight away, and then it's crazy because I didn't really prepare for a 12-person yeah. tribe. <laughs> I think it's the biggest, the biggest in history. So straight away I'm thinking, who do I want to work with, what my game play plan was, um, and that's how I kind of came to align with the likes of Kent and Jackie. Um, also, you know, you can you can look at someone and think they're one thing as well, and then it changes a bit. So I thought, yeah, I could work with Sam early on, and then no, nah, I couldn't. So, mm. you know, you, you do get these perceptions, and you um, can already start your game plan from just looking at someone. That's why I love this game. You can, you can take the smallest thing and work with it. So... You just got to be picking up on every little cue you can to get more information. Yeah, nice. And and so you said that you know you, you you got a fair idea that there's going to be an older guy, there's going to be an older lady, there's probably going to be the big macho man, there's going to be the um, yeah. the fit girl, there's going to be the I don't know the younger nerdy guy exactly. or whatever. Were you thinking yeah, from definitely. the were you thinking from the start I want to work with the old guy, or was it more that when you saw Kent you thought I want to work with Kent? Um, it was more who who can I beat at the end? I know it sounds crazy thinking about that day one but my as every time I went to tribal I was talking about I'm getting rid of this person because I don't want to sit next to them at the end or I don't want to get rid of this person because I want to sit next to them at the end like the Michelle Benbo um but yeah so basically I figured I could you know the old guys generally you know they're maybe they're super strategic but you know, normally the strategic players are maybe a bit younger. Um, and just things like I could beat Kent. And, I, well, Jackie is very strong in challenges. I thought I'd give her a nudge as well. So physically, strategically, when I both met him, I knew that I could beat him strategically. And sociably, an old guy in a, you know, a very young demographic will rub, rub people the wrong way. Mm. Um, as we saw with uh, Ken and Michelle. Yeah. Um, and I, I always remembered in my audition process, I was like, Des, if I was in Aganoa season one, I'd do whatever I could to keep Des around because yeah. you want someone, you want the worst people next to you at the end. You want <laughs> yeah. anything. So you want the people that rub them the wrong way. And I thought, and even Jackie was starting to rub people the wrong way um, late before I jumped. So, yeah, I think I was looking from the start, knowing these demographics who would kind of fit that mould that might might irritate people, might be able to be beaten at the end. And, and when I kind of actually met them and understood them, I did think I could beat them at the end. Mate, I love it. Um, I spoke to uh, Luke today uh, and he yep. said he said the very first vote, uh, he said at, at first he wanted to 
Um, he wanted to, you know, we saw episode one, he didn't like being told what to do. He wanted to cause some chaos. So he, he wanted to yeah. make a tide vote and, and um, stir the pot a bit. And then he, he said even that uh, from that very first vote at the re-vote, he tried to convince you to change your vote. So it was Jonah yeah. versus Kent. And he said as soon yeah. as uh, – I think he said he saw you held pretty firm. That's when he, he got pretty uh, wary of you from there on and thought he needs to get you at some point. Yeah, definitely. Um, we both um, – I kind of sat down, uh, sat back in that first kind of uh, tribal scramble. Um mm-hmm. You know, Sam was more going around and getting the numbers, but definitely I was next to Luke at the um, at Tribal, and we had, oh, I reckon we had a conversation for about two, three minutes, and Jonathan <laughs> told us to stop. So, like, which and I'm not changing, and I was the exact same. It was basically two stubborn people that wanted to play their way and keep the person that they were close to. He was close to Joe, and they built a really good connection, um, just, to do, just to do with how we fitted in the shelter. <laughs> and Jerry and Joan were out of the shelter and they got along well. And then, you know, someone like Kent, who I really wanted in my end game, I knew this was the first step in that direction. So we both stood tall and, yeah, from that moment, we knew, you know, we couldn't really work together. And I initially saw him as a threat. So on the barge, I was like, I could just tell he was smiling. He was, I was like, he's charismatic as anything. Yeah. And like for me, my whole game plan was get rid of the threats. And he was a massive one. So because in my eyes, um, loyalty and alliances still have to hold true at a final tribal. You've got to be responsible with who you put at the end. So up until merge, if I can get rid of my threats, then I can go forward with as many people that I can be. Therefore, mm. getting to the end, I'm burning as little bridges as possible and can get their vote. Nice. Mate, it sounds, um, yeah, no, it sounds good. But then you guys didn't go to tribal for ages. Um, yeah. You guys had like, I think it was four in a row. Um, yeah. That you guys won then. And were you getting a little stir crazy? You were trying to, you wanted to go to tribal, <laughs> it seemed like. You wanted to throw yeah. a few challenges and get, actually get a few people out. Well, that's it. Everyone looks at survivors and you need numbers, you need numbers. But at the end of the day, you're standing there with one other. So, um, you need to get rid of people and you've got to decide which one's going. You've got to put a few dot points on your resume. So, yeah, I wanted to throw the challenge. We were both, I think it was because it came down to 21 after that first challenge I threw, I thought um, we could possibly be going to three tribes here. You know, we just had so many twists in season one. There were so many twists, yeah. So many twists early. So 21, after having two huge tribes of 12, I thought, well... This is a good chance, and if I thought if I lost Sam, then it could be bad. She was kind of picking up on my game. She understood I was more strategic than than I, I wanted people to know, um, and then obviously failed at that one. And everyone's like, "Oh, why don't you just you know throw the next one, or why don't you drop the disc with Mark?" But there was no point. I didn't think two tribes of twelve would go down to two tribes of ten. No. And then when it came to nineteen, they're not going to split a tribe. Maybe they do an exile thing, but I didn't think so. And then it came to eighteen. I'm like three tribes of six. It's probably the last ch- chance. It's a quarter of the people left. Maybe this is when they'll make that move. So that's when I had to act upon it then. And yeah, mm. took her out. Mate, I've liked. I really enjoyed this season. I liked how they. I think they went seven votes in a row before they started throwing the twist. I think last year it seemed to be too yeah. too much happening. Definitely. Um, and so whilst there's maybe a few contentious ones with the 
Super Idol, the fake vote outs, um, and yeah. some of those things. A few contentious twists, we but need, still, yep. I still, yeah, I still think it's better to have. It was good to see seven in a row to really get to know the tribes and get to know people. And they, they actually, I think that at the time they did it was the right time to change something. Oh, I hundred percent agree. I think, especially with the twelve person tribe, it was really good to just get those dynamics. And credit to the casting because there, there was like. Enough entertainment, I felt, in the first seven yeah. episodes. You know, credit to, you know, um, the AKs, you know, going crazy chicken idols, and then just Luke is classic one lighters, and like, you know, there's just, there was enough going on um, just based on the people that were in the shot. Yeah, no, definitely. And it was, it, it was, I'd say it was definitely the right amount of time, and it was maybe, it was definitely the right. Right time to switch was probably just at the point where I was ready to switch. What did you think of that um, that first switch where the, the two girls voted out and then you and Ben choosing to go over? Yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting one. I think it's one thing since playing I've kind of come to accept and um, understand that it's Australian survival. And we had knowledge of this from season one. Yeah. So I'm a massive believer of, um, if you have knowledge of it, you've got to be prepared for it. So sure. you have to know that. And I think just on Sarah's game, everyone was like, oh, Sarah's ruthless. So like, remember that first vote when she said, Joan, you're all good, you're all good, right? Yeah. And then voted her out. Yeah. She did that a couple of times. So she made sure the person she voted out was in her pocket still. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if, I know it wouldn't happen with Joan's vote, but imagine if she went to the other tribe. She might still be thinking... Sarah's in my good pocket. You know what I mean? So yes. yes. Sarah knew that these episodes were there, and I think there's a way to play it. it. It is, you know, it's not the American one, and I think that's what Australian fans need to start understanding, mm. that there will be non-elimination apps. It does suck, but I think that's the format. It's an Australian survivor. It's not a US survivor. So it's frustrating. You know, I think I went, I won three um, I was on the, side, the winning side of three um, challenges that we surrendered the immunity idol and we won it back. So that was the Tara and Annalise fight out. That was the Pete mutiny. And that was also the ultimate reward, which strangely we gave immunity back mm-hmm. for that challenge. Yeah. So, um, yeah, if you look at it like that, I'm just like, oh, I have three vote outs. But I can't look at that because it's part of the game. It's not a win Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so there was, at the time, obviously, a lot of uh, contention about uh, the flip, as in why, why would you go? If you, you're in this great spot. You've got you've just taken out Sam and Mark. You've got uh, yourself pretty tight with Jackie and Kent, and you probably had Odette there, I'm guessing, and, um, and yeah. why, why go over? So what was, what was your uh, thinking behind that? Yeah, so a couple of things. Um, first of all, you know, straight away I'm thinking... Um, you know, I want more power in a good spot. And, yeah. you know, it doesn't, I wasn't there at a summer, but from what I understand about the dynamics and watching the episode back and kind of those dynamics is how I left them, that it wasn't always going to be Jackie. It wasn't like it's Jackie. A few different things happened and, you know, I saw some of the strategy of a Jackie and Kent, maybe not with the best bedside manner towards Annalise and Tara after I'd been doing that for them for yeah. the first you know, 15 days or so. And then also Jackie choosing Sarah then. Maybe maybe Sarah was all for Jackie going, but maybe she wasn't. You know, there was there was reason for Jackie staying. I think 
also I had a really good relationship with Sarah at the time. So, you know, yeah, there was the possibility of, you know, getting a bullet to a, an ally, but I thought the pros of jumping was better. One, I thought if I survive this to emerge, I can put this in my resume sure. as one of the, the riskiest, the one of the riskiest moves, a move that was thought to get more knowledge, to get more power of both tribes, to be able to enter and merge, having relationships on both tribes, met everyone except the Annalise Matara at the time, but then I met Annalise, mm-hmm. knowing everyone, how they work, how they play. And then I'm also thinking the other thing that comes to my head, because we got your email about it, and it, I can't remember what it said, but it's, it indicated something like we'd have to choose. So... You know, both two people had to volunteer. We had to come to a group, volunteer to go to the other tribe. Like, even if you're on the bottom, it's you almost, you know, you're, you're forcing yourself onto another bottom. So, like, yeah. it's a huge call. So, I'm thinking, and I even got asked this by AK and a few others when I got to Summertail Beach. I'm thinking maybe there's an advantage here. Maybe they're not just going to let us go in and walk into enemy territory without a little advantage. So I'm thinking maybe we're going to get a clue, maybe we're going to get legacy advantage, something would come from it. Didn't happen, mm. but that was another thing going through my head. So, And the other thing that kind of justified me surviving, because I'm jumping onto the bottom, one, I had the idol, and two, you know, we just voted out Mark, an absolute beast in the challenges. You know, I'd been known to go right in the challenges, you know, a few comebacks and stuff like that. So I figured taking me for a, from a sunger and putting me in with the likes of Locking Ziggy, Challenge mm. Beast, I thought would go well in the challenges. And also, when Ben jumped up from a, from a side, from a team, a tribe that, hasn't, that has gone to tribal after tribal after tribal, I thought, man, who would have thought I'd use Ben as a shield? But like, <laughs> they would want to keep the more physical out of the two. Because mm. I'd be sick, especially with the water polo player like Ziggy and Lockie who's a challenge beast. Like I knew even though it seemed I was the next target, I still thought Ziggy was, you know, wavering a little bit. I'm not sure she might not have, but like there was enough evidence for me that thought that thinking I could survive and if I did survive I'd then come into more power. Mm, so I would lose a bit of power, but then I'd come into more. No, I, I like it. Mate, it's a super ballsy move. Um, at the time, I wasn't sure, but I, I reckon that's. Um, yeah. I reckon it was a good move for sure. As you say, then you now know almost everybody. Then, um, if you survive yeah. to emerge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. And then, if you yeah, if we shoot forward, you know, I go into merge knowing where all the idols are. Yeah. I, you know, I know where all the idols are. I know exactly the tribe dynamics. I then find out about this superpower, like. You know, everyone's like, oh, you're in such a good position. And I think even Ryan Brink said in his podcast that that was the move that was my demise. But I think that's, that's, that's pretty rich from day 21 to day 40. That those 19 days, I would have stayed in that same power. And anyway, I just think, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's got its pros and cons, the move, but I stand by doing it. And yeah. I'll probably still do it again because... Just the opportunities that can come from it. Yeah, as it, mate, as as you say, big, big, big risk, but potent, massive yeah. reward potential. Um, reward, and yeah. you got to you got to take those, mate. So, what did you then think when the next time you go back to the challenge, you see Jackie's gone, and then next you see Kent's gone? Did you think the whole thing had had come crumbling down? Then this whole master plan of having people <laughs> on both sides. 
No, definitely. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a blow. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was just like, that's a, that's a blow. And then I just started thinking, I'm like, all right. So it was clearly two to seven votes last time. Even if me and Ben did go, it'd still be five, four. But, yeah. you know, uh, it's, yeah, looking, and I, the, the one thing that I think was the, the one thing I didn't, wish I didn't learn was I looked over at Odette and she goes, Jackie and Sarah. And for me, I'm thinking, uh-oh, it's Jackie. Now it's like Sarah. I don't know. It was in yeah. they were the next two, but it was it was Jackie versus Sarah. Ah, so that's for a, me, yeah. so for me, I'm thinking Sarah's next. So uh-huh. a lot of people question me. Well, I'm wondering why. Well, not wondering why, but I gave the clue to Jericho in the challenge. Yeah, and I think that was because I didn't think Sarah would make it to merge because I thought she was the next target. Yeah, but and then even at the mutiny thing, you kind of see she's on the edge again. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but I gave it to I gave it to Jericho when looking back at her. If I gave it to Sarah, um, we could have it could have been a completely different um, post merge game. But that's mm. probably the only teeny thing that I wish I didn't learn. Nice. But yeah, it was a nice thing, Jackie Gillen. Mate, so with that. Um Jericho clue. So I wasn't 100% sure at the time. Were, were you giving Jericho this fake clue to see and then go running off looking for this idol? Um, or was it, it was it was purely for thinking Jericho's um, sort of seized control. I want to get back with him at some point. This is to um, garner a bit of trust. Yeah, a lot of people say, oh, he understands now that, you know, Jackie and Kent are gone. It, it's not that at all. I, I really wanted to work forward with as many tight twos as possible. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think Jericho was in control. I'd, it wasn't a thing to go for him. I, obviously, we don't see the confessionals that uh, said on the island. So it was more, we had this bond. How do I keep this two bond intact? And I could have chosen Sarah, but I thought she was almost gone. I thought yeah. Jericho was safe for a bit. So yeah, gave him this clue. And the reason I gave it to him is, you know, whenever you get the, the biggest show of loyalty in Survivor is, idols and, yeah. and stuff like that. So I gave him a clue and I knew, one, I'm not giving away an idol because I've got it. And two, um, you know, I knew once I hit merge, I could replant it and yeah. solidify nice. that later. And I had a story behind it as well. It wasn't just a flash in the pan thing. So the whole clue that I was thinking about at the tribe swap about I might get an advantage, um, I reiterated this to Sarah because me and Jericho didn't get a, a lot of time at um, when I gave him the clue that at Italian Feast, I told Sarah I had a moral dilemma. I either had a script of a summertower of Sunga and I can give it to someone at Summertower, obviously, so I could gain their trust and, you know, um, their trust is me coming in to their tribe or I can give one to a Sunga. And I chose the Sunga one because that's who I'm loyal to. So awesome. that moral dilemma was then passed on to Sarah, from Sarah to Jericho. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, later down the track, I replanted the idol with Jericho. He believes it 100%. You can't question that. Yeah. And and then it wasn't until Sarah, which she under, she found out from Annalise, I believe, that I told Annalise and Lockie about my idol. So that's probably, you know, if maybe I did it to Sarah instead of Jericho, maybe it would have been a, a cleaner way mm-hmm. of getting that plan into place. Mm. That's that's interesting because I like that. So uh, I'm assuming Jackie was the only one that knew about the idol, and then she was obviously gone at that point. So you didn't, you guys yeah. didn't tell anyone yeah. else. 
we didn't tell anyone else. I believe she might have told Kent just as like a um, uh, when she was about to go, kind of like yeah. She's like, all right, at, at this next next challenge, Henry might be giving me the title. So she told Kent, but Kent, I don't think told anyone. Or yeah, yeah. Nice. so, so it's it was pretty much yeah, no one's safe. knowledge. That's awesome. And then so then six. So you said so. Okay, so after me and Ben went off, we had the moral dilemma. Um, and that's when yeah. you got the clue and you gave it to Jared. That's awesome. Um, were yeah. you ever worried that he's going to spend all his time looking for it? He's not going to find it. He's going to get sus? Or, or um, do you just think when you get back there, you'll you, you'll be able to smooth it out yeah. at some point in the future? Oh, it's so weird. I honestly do believe it's, it's easy to lie out there. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I, it's, it's hard to say, but I was, you know, you, if you saw last year, like Craig looked so long for that idol. Mm. Um, you know, there's all the chances someone else looked for him. Ben was always known. It was funny because Jericho, in, when AK, the challenge AK left, Jericho in the water when we were picking up water buckets, he's like, bro, I can't find it. I think Ben's got it. <laughs> so I was like, in a, in a confessional, I was like, brilliant. He's got, I've got trust in him. Yeah. Um, and he thinks Ben's got it. And then the best thing was, because after the, Italian, before the Italian feast, Ben had gone. So every chance of the moral dilemma of me getting a note with Ben yes. at the switch, it was gone because he was gone. Uh-huh. Yep, 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 yep. Nice. I like it. I like that a lot. That's awesome. <laughs> Mate, we even saw Adam um, earlier this season who he's like literally sitting on top of the idol and couldn't find it. Oh, um, so yeah. yeah, so it's definitely not... Uh, it wouldn't be the first time someone had a clue, knew exactly where it was and couldn't find it. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so, exactly. so definitely. Um, mate, how, just to break it up a bit, how do you play Hensville? It looked like a pretty sick game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, everyone's like, what is that? I don't really get it. But, like, it was basically just, like, six um, different stages. One was Pictionary. One was, um, what was it? General Knowledge. One was, um, like, um, oh, what else was it? Like, singing that after singing to each other or hum to each other. It was kind of like a... Ukrainian version yeah. of on sand in a nice. sense so <laughs> it was just honestly I'm oh, sorry honestly it was just there for fun no yeah. it was just there for fun and we had a perfect size of beef for yoga and I thought I don't want to do yoga <laughs> Let's, yeah. I'll make I'll do a game instead so that's it, it what you know it what it wasn't to um it wasn't strategy based yeah <laughs> I love it it looked, yeah. it looked like fun and, and yeah no see- you honestly the hardest thing out there is the boredom. Like, yeah, we we just lost ice cream and it probably killed three hours. You want a kill time out there, mm. obviously, to get to the end. But like, oh, it sucks out there the boredom. So it was really good, mate. Because what do you actually do when there's if you go like early on, you know, that really long stretch with no tribals and you know you don't. There's only so much strategy you can talk, and um, it'd be a mm. nice nice relief to play a bit of Hensville. Well, that's it. Like, in obviously early on, you're getting to know each other, everyone. You're getting this buzz from, you know, you're on Survivor and then you kind of are on Survivor and you just um, you just get bored, you know everyone's <laughs> yeah. stories, like you know each other inside out by day 10. So it was, re- it was really good and, you know, we were even contemplating like making chess pieces out of rock and stuff. Like you honestly, just there's, you strategize, but you do a couple of conversations and you pretty much sort it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Mate, we're almost sort of at the merge, but we saw just before the merge that, 
Um, mate, you're in a great spot. You had uh, your bromance with Lockie. You had Ziggy tell you guys you had the idol. You had Annalise say that she had her idol. And um, and obviously you still had some guys on the other side you're hoping to go back to. Um, how did that sort of all pan out with all those, those idols? Um, obviously in the episode it showed that sort of one after the other, but were they pretty close in time? Yeah, it was it was pretty close. It would have been a couple of days and um, after the uh, the drive switch. So, you know, Ziggy, you know, we just kind of probed her. I was like, oh, what about after the final three? And then next thing, idle talk, and then she kind of probed out with the idle. Man, so um, were, you, then, were you sus that you, you thought she might have had one or was it just a, you know, you were there so you thought you'd have a bit no, of a prod? No, not at all. No, I was not sus at all. It was probably more to poke out what the super reward was, uh-huh. um, get a bit more info. But we had, honestly, like, people can say they had a suspicion of what it was, but I don't think anyone knew what the hell this thing was. Because no. like, you were there um, we, when we she were, came back, yeah, and told you? But, yeah, when we came back and told her, like... We were just like, I, like, I was just like, all right, sure, like, whatever, <laughs> like, you're not telling me, um, I know you've got power, all I was thinking is, you're the number one target in my head, yeah. you're the biggest threat in this game now, so it didn't really matter what it was, but I did need to find out eventually what yeah. it was, but I did, rather than, you know, interrogate, just try and... Okay, so you sort of thought, okay, you sort of thought, oh, she's come back, she obviously has got something, but she doesn't want to tell the whole tribe, so she's made up this bogus story to tell everyone. Is that sort of what you were thinking? Yeah, and it's pretty incredible, like, it's so hard to see back, but I I don't think I was ever like, oh my God, I can see straight through this this, um, lie. Like, I I think, i got to give credit to her, like, I, you know, I I didn't really know, like, yeah, yeah, I give credit to her, the lie worked well with me. And, you know, I knew whatever, she wasn't going to tell me in that situation anyway. And I thought all six of us, you're not in alliance with all six of us or however many there were, she's going to tell whatever it is the truth to the people she wants to. So I think no matter what, you're always going to question anyone coming back. But it wasn't like, oh, my God, this lie is horrible. Like, I can see right through it. I was like, there's elements to this I can believe, there's elements I can't. But at the end of the day, the thing I need to work with is she's got power. Is that power? Can I understand what that power is and how I get that power out of this guy? Yeah, nice. I suppose just uh, as a hypothetical, if you had been searching out the mangroves and you got the power that she did, what um, would your story have been? What would you have told the tribe the next morning? It's so, oh, no idea. But no, I think a good no idea. Like I didn't, I didn't even thought about what I would have said. But I think having that night's sleep, you could come up with something really good um, and something believable. And, you know, I heard somebody say something about you had the chance to um, not call your family, but, like, a family member was yeah. there. Um, stuff like that and stuff that you could force to believe. And then even in my story, I was going to be thinking, well, I would say that and then I would reveal to everyone about my mum. Mm. And then, you know, there that's... Because I always wanted a mum in my back pocket in case it would be used for strategy. Like... We're jumping ahead here, but when I got the letters, I remember saying to Sarah, I've got something to show you. Yeah. But there was never really a time before I went that I could get a one-on-one and be like, look, I fully trust you. I want to tell you something about me. And something so deep and to do with my letter and stuff like that would have just, um, I think, really helped. It might not have worked, but helped me get some trust. So mm. ultimate reward, maybe something like that. But yeah, no, I give credit to Ziggy. Like, 
it did the job, I think. Yeah, yeah, nice. Mate, so you, you've spoken about your mum. It was obviously uh, super close to the time you were, you know, you were going through the process and yeah. just before you went yeah. out there. Um, how was that? How was that whole situation? Yeah, yeah obviously, um, when I applied, which um, I'm sure you might have chucked in yeah. your audition tape. Straight out, um, mate. Straight, I straight out. Yeah, I think it was... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely. Uh, we'll have a watch. So watch them all. Um, December, and she was all healthy, and then, you know, it's, that's what cancer is. It's ways you have good days, bad days. And then, anyway, she, we found out she was in palliative care. I passed the auditions. I, you know, done some physicals, and um, it was just the Friday before the Monday, which was my cycle. So I said to say, okay, mum just passed. Um, can you give me some time? And it was a weird spot because mm. I wanted this so bad. I thought this is what I needed now, and um, it was strange. And Endemol was so good to me. Like they gave me as much time, and then I they waited for me to contact them. So I was like, hey. I'm all good to go ahead with the psych. I got cleared, and as you could tell, like it was the right decision. I think mm. I grew out there, and it didn't have any effect on me. It was it, obviously I saw back home a lot, and it was tough. But um, it would have been tough in Adelaide as well. So definitely, um, yeah. So a massive part of my story, and a massive reason I got on. I do not doubt that. I think not because she passed, but because of the past three years of uh, you know me caring for my mum and. You know, that storyline is so powerful to a lot of people who are out there caring for their mums and, or their dads and stuff. So I, I know that was a big sell point and um, I'm happy to have shared my journey yeah. with um, Australia and still played the game that mum wanted me to, like, that I wanted to play. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I'd, I'd like to go hug your mum, everyone. Yeah, go hug your mum. Um, that's... Uh... Yeah, I like it, man. We've seen people... Uh, I'm trying to think who exactly. I think it might have been season 17. Johnny Fairplay said how he, about his grandma or something had just passed away. Oh, what? yeah, Pearl Irons, I think. Pearl yeah. Irons for season 7, I believe. Um, his... Um, I think his brother or his friend or someone came out for the family one love visits and I think he pretended his grandma had passed so he could get the reward. Mm, nice. And you, you said that you sort of... You had it in your back pocket to use as, as strategy yep. at some point, but it wasn't... Yeah, you were never going to yeah, be out there to go and say, hey, this is... Yeah. No, yeah. So uh, the way I do it to get advantage would be in when I knew that I was, ta- I was with them 100% as yeah. well. So it was a strategy based on actual loyalty and... So, you know, and the other reason I don't want to, you know, if I get my head out of the game and talking a lot about it, it would, you know, really rattle my game, I think. But when I switched on from day one, I could mm-hmm. talk about it in the present. It really helped me be in the game. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I'm so happy I did it that way. And, um, you know, you know, you only get one chance at Survivor. Yeah. If I, sat, if I left day 40 and, you know, didn't, didn't do the things I did, I'd be pissed at myself. But... Now I'm sitting here super proud and like keen as mustard to keep doing things like that if there's ever a return season or something. So like I'm so happy that I played the game I did in, in a tough time for me. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And you talked about how you've had this Zen Hen character, so you almost um, built up this persona of your, the Henry on Survivor might not be the Henry in, in real life 100% yeah. anyway. 
Yeah, exactly. And it was funny because um, obviously with my Drew Villa, a lot of people, that's me. Like, you know, mm. I was like, game recognized game. I, I left, you know, very much like, all right, my game's over. This is me. And everyone's like, oh, I kind of like him. I feel bad that I didn't, I didn't like him during the show. So um, it's really cool. But at the same time, I, you know, I'm happy because if I am me out there, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make the moves that I did. So you've got to come to play, and I did some stuff. So. No, that's phenomenal. And, mate, so we're sort of almost at the end of uh, your game. We get to merge, uh, and yeah. speaking to Jared, he said he was going hard for you. He wanted you out. Um, did you sort of feel the <coughs> feel the daggers coming your way? Yeah, it's um, that was the reason. It was, all right, first it was going to be Ziggy. She won the reward. Yeah, so, I heard, sorry, so you, you said that... Um, you, am I right in saying yourself, Lockie, and Annalise? I think Annalise said you three were going to go back with the four from Asunga and go for Ziggy, is that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she obviously so, won, won immunity, though. Yeah, so she won immunity. We wanted to kind of, whatever the superpower is, even if she said she could pass it to someone, we thought we could get her with a blind sign and she'd walk out with it. Yeah. And um, it would have been cool. It would have been but, cool. But um, I guess... Not knowing what it was, it's not as cool as maybe what happened with the Annalise fight for me personally. Mm. Um, but yeah, so we wanted Ziggy, most powerful person. She won immunity, so Tess was probably, which is why I credit Jared's game so much, is because I wanted the next biggest threat out, and to me it was Tess and not Jared, when arguably yeah. it should have been Jared. Sure. Because, like, that's why the move was even better, because it was Jared, and I understood shit, how good a game he played. So. That's why I was Jared, uh, and then no, so it was Tessa, and then I heard that Jared wasn't trusting me. He wanted me going first, and so I was like, "No, nope, done." Yeah, <laughs> let's, go, let's go, Jared. And then, you know, um, Lockie had Jared in the pocket. I think from listening to Annalise's exit, that um, she had a good bond with Jared too. So they were both, mm. you know, not keen on that move, but you know, I. I'm known to be pretty stubborn and I want every move I make on my resume compared to everyone else's, yeah. which is um, can be my downfall because <laughs> um, I probably should, um, you know, I thought in Luke's episode last night, the way he said, Tara, this is your move, was brilliant mm. because I thought that was so good by him because Definitely. it allowed her to feel like she made the move and gives the power to her. But um, so then it came to the vote and I was just, I, I was just, Oh, I've thought about it so many times and obviously talking with Annalise and Lockie um, post-show that um, how this went but I was under the knowledge that Annalise knew about Jared's vote um, and you know I, I believe that Lockie had told her and I also believe that Michelle had voiced it to her and I think you know seeing the how the votes went and how the confessionals of the votes how Annalise said she didn't think the votes were going to go um, on with her yeah. but she was going to do her groundwork the next you know when she yeah. got back and which kind of looking back cements that there was knowledge that we were all voting for Jared so yeah um, and that's why the next move I came up with was um, you know for Annalise mm. and so okay so you knew Annalise had her idol she told you before the merge um, yeah. at what point did you find out about Ziggy's um, super idol. Yeah, so oh, it's another good question. I don't fully understand when. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it's all a blur. Yeah, like it's all a blur. Um, 
I remember that night, uh, Summer Tower were just shocked. They were trying to figure out, was Lockyer and Elise with them, blah, blah, blah. Mm. They figured that out, but they were super blindsided. Um, mm. Like, they were out of camp for like an hour. And then me, Luke, and Jericho go just to eat some jam because we're just like, well, we got them. <laughs> um, and, then, and then I think that's when um, Ziggy came up to me and was like, I want to work with you. Um, and that's when I believe she told me or she told me previously mm. that um, it would save someone because in the start of the Annalise eviction episode it was me saying I want Annalise gone and obviously I knew she had an idol mm. so it made it look like I was just attacking her with an idol but I always knew yeah. that about his superpower so um, when Ziggy came over I was just and the thing I give credit even so to this Zen, Zen hand approach is like, you know, I was able to get people to come to me with that information of idols and yeah. I just voted against Ziggy and she chose to come to me. So yeah. it could just be my personality normally, but at the same time, I like to credit it to this whole trustworthy, Zen, loyal kind of person that you want to be around. So she came to me and basically said, I'm keen to be with you mm-hmm. and found out about her super idol and then I was like alright let's let's make the move of the season to that day yep. and try and flush an idol flush a super idol and, and get rid of a threat that didn't vote with me and obviously had some knowledge about my game yes yeah nice mate phenomenal. as you say phenomenal and you didn't have to worry about oh we've got all these people she's got an idol we have to split the votes you, you knew that was that's what was happening <laughs> you knew exactly what was happening that night yeah well, that's it. Um, I knew exactly what was happening. And the thing is, if I didn't trust Ziggy, which I did at the time, I knew she was going to play at 100%. And she knew she was going to play at 100% too, I believe. Yeah. Even though the edit might not look it. Yeah. But the thing is, I also had that immunity necklace. So I knew if she didn't, the bullet wouldn't, wouldn't deflect and hit me. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, mate, I, so how many people uh, knew about uh, the Super Idol at that vote? At that vote, me, Lockie... Ziggy. Oh, okay. So the other... Yeah, nice. No one else knew about the Super Idol. Yeah, sick. Um, so, yeah, when we came back, everyone was like, oh, my God, Ziggy's huge. Wow. And then I just remember, I'm just like, I can't... Because, yeah, and the thing is, yeah, obviously started with us eating jam, which was just a bit of fun, and then, you know, Annalise unfairly copped the blame for that. Yeah. Not by <laughs> us. We were just sitting there back. We are just trying not for it to be us. <laughs> by then, and then... People were like, I know, and then you'll see in 10 play the next night, I get all the sugar and just tip it out and eat it because I'm like, oh, you know, let's keep this, yeah. everyone's mind fixated on Annalise. <laughs> even if they don't believe it, even if they don't believe it was her again, they're still going to remember the jam initially. And then at the challenge, we were talking about it. At Tribal, we were talking about it. Yeah. And um, it, it was just a small thing, especially early on in the merge, where you just, at that time, don't want it to be you, um, allowed enough votes and beliefs that you know it's, it's strange because you know it just shows that a lot of people didn't know Annalise had an idol or if they did you know it was, it was interesting because I would only be safe writing Annalise's name down knowing about this super idol but mm. it's just how much knowledge of idols I had I guess what about the other so obviously a whole bunch of people voted for Annalise were they ever thinking oh were they thinking, do we need to split the votes? There's so many votes going this way, she might have an idol. Or 
how did you guys sort of manage that, knowing that only a couple of you guys knew what was going to happen? Yeah, I think it was good because Rocky was happy because he knew, which you've got to give credit to Rocky here, which probably hasn't been given enough credit for um, some of the strategy he's done, but he made sure everyone know, said, go up to her and say, it's me. So mm-hmm. in everyone's mind, they're thinking, if she does, I guess, this is what they're thinking, if she does, it's going to hit Rocky. Yeah, so that. that was it, I think. Yeah, nice. No, that's right, and yeah. As you say, I guess ballsy by Lockie and um, to throw his yeah. name out there then because then they're thinking, yep. oh, we didn't get Lockie this time. Maybe maybe next time we can get Lockie if he doesn't win immunity. So it's a bit yeah, risky. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was risky and you've got to give credit to risky players. Yeah, no, I like it. And, mate, obviously we in our, our short chat we spoke a bit about how uh, you were the next to go. Um, yeah. Everyone came. Mate, you still got that... You, I, I loved how you strolled into uh, into trouble the next the next night with the idol around yeah. your neck. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah. A lot of people said, "Why didn't you give it to Lockie?" And a lot of a lot of things. But um, I guess I knew I could give it to Lockie before the final vote was read. Yeah. Um, but I guess for me, like just giving being handed an idol for me is just you know that's. Yeah, you know, mm. I guess you could argue that he built that social bond with me, so he deserves it. But like, you saw, I think, um, is it Eric in in um, a blo- uh, brains versus brawn with Audrey, yeah, um, Aubrey or whatever. He went because of medical, and he could have probably given the idol. But it's kind of like not unfair, but you know, I, it, it's tough. But I, I think it's not just to the game if I just gave it over. Because yeah, it could have, it could help him further his game. But like, if it does, does he deserves that in mm. a sense. Like, it's a tough one. Like, I would have loved to give it to him, but I thought, nah. Like, and plus, give it to him in tribal. That's probably giving yeah, him a exactly. bigger target. Because you're never going to give it anything, to him before so. tribal. Because uh, the only time yeah, you would is nah. after you've seen four, three or four votes yeah. for Henry come up, and then by that stage, yeah. it's probably yeah, a bit, as you say, a bit late in front of everyone. Um, and that's that it. Point. The way the votes are read, I think. Even production were blindsided that I didn't play it, and I, yeah, yeah, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, you know, it's, it's so hard to think about why or why I didn't. And I think all I can sit back and say is just like, how good was that masterclass yeah. of a team blindside to get me out? Yeah, no, exactly. I love it, and uh, I guess the, the the three votes since then, the thing I was most uh, surprised. Well, they've been pretty phenomenal, actually. Firstly, the three two two yeah. two, mate, sitting on the sidelines, you, you guys just. Confused or what? I was pretty confused watching. Oh. I was, I was confused. Yeah, I haven't been confused. Even when we got back and talked to Tessa, confused. Yeah. Even when Tara came back, confused. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I still, until I saw it on TV, I was confused. Um, yeah. I think Annalise said it, she's never ever seen a vote out three two two two. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy. And how do I feel about it? I was yeah. I thought Tessa was in a good position to win the game, or not, or as in she was playing a good game. Um, but yeah, I always and the reason another reason I didn't play the the idol was it made more sense for me that the Asunga would keep me over a Peter because mm. they had more ties with me. They just basically made Peter mutiny to the other tribe because he wasn't in their plan. Yeah. And to me it made sense to have me there and they'd still have that four Asunga tie. That they could, they could, they would have the numbers to pick me off later. Yeah. So 
But then again, like, I don't blame them, but like, you know, seeing Sarah and Luke go, I'm just like, suck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And mate, that was the other like, one. Was Nick. <laughs> mate, the Sarah yeah. vote when, uh, when Ziggy played her idol. Um, what, what did you think of that when she played and then obviously you guys don't see any votes for Ziggy? Oh, I think it was, it was pretty funny because, um, I think she played the idol and just cut to me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I was talking to my sister. I said, what do you think's better? Not playing an idol when votes are coming your way or playing an idol when votes aren't coming your way. But you'd probably still play the idol if you're going to play yeah. in the game. But, um, that's, I think that's a bit of a fear when you have an idol is playing it at the wrong, for me, it was like, you're given such a powerful thing and if you don't use that power well, yeah, um, it didn't work. But yeah, I thought, yeah, you know, I can understand why. I believe because she was um, blindsided by my vote out that she didn't yeah. want to do the same thing. It was her first but, sort um, of immunity that she hadn't won and she didn't, like, she'd won immunity and then she had the super idol and she won immunity and, yeah. Yeah. And that, and... You know, there's always other options she could have done. She could have flaunted it first and been like, I'm playing this, and then to make sure the votes are off her if she thought they were coming. But, you know, um, it's you, we don't know all the things out there. Exactly, so exactly. It's, it's a tough one, and I don't, I personally don't think Ziggy um, played her super idol falsely because there's only two chances to play and another Correct. time it's either Annalise or me, and she decided to join me at that time because she was on the bottom. So... And she saw by her loyalty to me that vote when I got voted out. She was with me and we were willing to go to the end. So she made this decision and the only way, you know, say I played that idol, people might not be having a crack at her for choosing this side, you know. Then, you know, we've still got Ziggy's idol would be 5-4. Exactly. So, you know, I think she played that idol with the limited chances you can to play it well. Yeah. Second one, it's it's Survivor, you get... it's so hard. It's so hard out there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, it looks bad, but um, you know, I totally get it. No, I, I I agree in that she she just lost her closest guy in um in Jared. She was sort of yep. wasn't sure where to go next. Uh, it seemed like she obviously voted Annalise um, early, early on. She already voted Annalise out, so maybe they yeah. were so tired. And as you say, she she did she know about your idol? I don't think we saw that she did. No, not until I. Um, so, she understood yeah. when we became that group, which, you know, I always think back and, you know, one of the things I was just thinking, this is complete hindsight, so do not take this for something I would have done. But um, I was thinking, oh, I should have said to Ziggy, if um, um, I'd be like, Ziggy, I left my idol back at camp. Can you play yours for me? <laughs> and she plays, I stay, I stay in the game. And then, um, and then just pretend I don't have an idol. Or, you know, just somehow get her to play it for yeah. me and keep my idol. <laughs> Um, I love it. That would have been phenomenal. Oh, that's why I like... Oh, I just get excited about Survivor because there's so much stuff you can do out there. Like, there is so much stuff. Whoever goes on next year, Adam, you've got to give it another Red Hot Crack because you can have... You can you can make something out of nothing out there. Like like you saw with the cookies. Like, or, you know, you even saw with the lollies last night and yeah. you know, the jam. <laughs> all these again. small things. All <laughs> yeah. these small things you can make. making, And it's just... It's fun. It's fun coming up with a plan and like you know it's kind of nice going the way I went after the previous night obviously I don't think the Super Idol was a good thing because there's no knowledge mm. to the whole 24 cast I think 
non-vote outs, there has been knowledge about that. Yeah. So it's fair. But this super idol, I think we all needed to know about it. I don't mm. think it'll be back season three, but um, maybe a different super idol. Yeah, which could, I'd agree. Could I think maybe um, they're trying to trying to try new things, which is fair enough. And yeah, I don't yeah. think it's one that they'll repeat. I don't think. But nah, yeah, fair enough. Have just, a crack. Yeah, it's just a bit. Yeah, I think it's a bit far fetched, but you know they tried it, and because of that unfair twist, I was able to come up with you know, one of my greater moves in my resume. And then, you know, to go, I was so happy with that. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I knew the storyline of how that would go. It would start with jamming in with two idols and the threat going. So yeah. <laughs> I was just really, really happy with my game. And, um, you know, as you saw when I left, game-recognized game, and I was a happy man. Nah, uh, man, it looks like you had a phenomenal time out there. I guess just in... Uh... In in review, what what was what was some of your uh, what was your your biggest or what was your favorite favorite move out there? We've talked a, a lot, about a lot of big ones. Um, do you have a favorite? Yeah, pro- probably the the jam gate starting yeah. with jam, and then just being able to get rid of an idol, a super idol, and a threat in one guy. I just and yeah. claim it pretty much myself. Me and Lockie worked together well on that, but um, I think just because I I got the votes against her with the sugar and jam, but um. That was a really highlight. Also, you know, one of the some of the more nervous times was throwing the two challenges. Like they were the scariest things ever. Like paddling, I was paddling back on that boat. Yeah. And the best thing is, everyone, everyone was looking over, and poor Ben. It's like Ben paddle harder. And I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm like, sorry, Ben. And I'm just staring up into bloody boxes in the water. And um, it was just like I felt like I was talking to a mate and. He's like, I, I get what you're playing. Like, you're trying to be one step ahead of everybody. You're trying to get it on your terms all the time. And um, that's just what I loved about it. And I think, you know, as I said, oh, I'm going for the easy vote my, the night of my eviction. It was probably the one time where I didn't go after a threat to my game or a big play. Mm. And, you know, that, that got me out. So I guess playing <laughs> smaller than big was the reason I went. But, oh, mate, even the whole yoga facade, some of the confessions I had that obviously were showing were just like I was like I've got all this idle knowledge and they're just uh, and they're coming to the zen oh it's so funny <laughs> Man, and, and the bit you know it's it's so tough out there but like you just even watching like the cookie monsters and and stuff like that you're like oh there's there's just so much out there that you can you know use to your advantage and like it just adds the bigger the lie the better the moves the Bigger the dot on your resume, so um, yeah, yeah, oh, it. it's exciting. I'm excited to see if we get a season three and the next crop of players, and you know, it's so much to to look forward to. Hopefully, mate, I think you guys have done a phenomenal job of uh, making an awesome season. So I think you've done everything right to hopefully get a season three. I'm I'm hoping um, there is, and uh, mate, the only thing is, uh, say we go season three, four, five, six, seven, we get to some kind of all stars. I think you're one of the first picked, but mate, you won't be able to play the Zen hand. How how can you do it again without the Zen? Oh, I was I was just thinking that the other day. If I was lucky enough to get called back, um, yeah, my whole everyone will know. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of. I think like look out. All I'm saying is look out because <laughs> half the time I was thinking, how do I get out of yoga? Yeah. Um, when the tide was out and the sun was out, I just there was enough sand to do it. I was just thinking, how do I get out of yoga? So I'm saying, look out! If I don't have to do this yoga bullshit, yeah, you don't. I you will be preoccupied. I, I will play, yeah, and 
it's going to be interesting because yeah, everyone now knows my game and um, which is good. And if I played again, I would, I would. Everyone's like, oh, you got to pivot and stuff. And I would in a sense, but I'd probably still just play as big. I'd probably try and play bigger. I'd probably, you know, I yeah, I love watching on the couch and seeing a massive move come mm-hmm. off. So, you know, whether it's yeah, I'll just. Go for it, I reckon, if I had a chance again. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully, get a season three and four, and then maybe we can start talking about a return season. Yeah, but it would I be like cool. It. That's awesome, mate. Mate, you've given so much uh, so much insight, so much time. I've, I've loved hearing uh, all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Obviously, it's three days crammed into a, a one-hour episode, so it's good to hear a bit yeah. about what we didn't get to see. Um, yeah. Any, anything we missed? Um, no, I think, I think it's just... Um, yeah, no, it's, oh, you know, I'm so happy with the edit I got and I understand the flashier, bigger moves get the screen time. But, you know, like I said it after Jared, like Jared played a really remarkable game. Um, you know, it wasn't really shown. And then, you know, even though the big flashier players are out now, um, I'm hoping we see more of the, the last six games um, to come forward. But, yeah, it's 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 a, you know... It's a tough one because, you know, it was probably more even edit season one, but this one they're going towards the, you know, big flashy players. But yeah, just know that the people that might not be getting much airtime are just playing as big a game as the rest of us, just in a different way. So yeah, I love it. Pretty much covered it though, I think. Yeah, mate. The only thing, the only the final question I had is I sort of I'm feeling a bit of survivor fatigue just from watching and talking about it every couple of days. You were obviously living it. Are you going to watch? the new US season starts in a couple of days or you've survived it out for now? Oh, another good question. I think I'm pretty survived out, to be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's tough and, you know, obviously a lot of the people that listen to your podcast um, would understand that, about the edit and stuff, but, you know, seeing your mates get, like, trolled by a lot of people and yeah. and stuff like that, you kind of want to get out of the survivor bubble a bit. So, yeah. um you know, so it's it's been it's it's tough to watch back. Um, a lot of people expect things, even me with such a good editor, I was like, Oh, I missed this bit but you know, a lot of people got more things missed. So, um I think it'll be I'll probably watch it maybe you know, maybe November, December when it's all done, I'll just yeah, snatch out sixteen. Um, it's kinda of tough because as well because I absolutely loved making those moves out there. I loved it. Like I felt I was actually like not born to do this, but like I felt like I can play this game, nice. and then just seeing the opportunities that the US people will have, even next season, like there's just an opportunity from stepping onto that beach, like and just seeing and just being a bit jealous, a bit wanting to play again and stuff like that. But yeah, I'll probably step out of the bubble for a bit, but I'm more than welcome if anyone wants to chat to me about how to get on season three because I want season three to be bigger and better, and hopefully we get some return seasons down the track to play again, but I would love to help whoever. I think, honestly, I'm just your average Joe, but I got on with a good sell point. So I think that's what you've you got to look for um, in your audition tapes. And, yeah, I won't tell you how to play the game because they're my secrets. <laughs> I can help you. I can help you um, get on, and I'd, I'd love anyone that wants to holler at me, just do so. I love it, mate. That's a massive offer, and I'm sure you have uh, plenty of people taking you up on that one. Yeah, no. Um, when it comes I'm all time. For it. <laughs> love it, mate. Thanks again. Thanks so much. Uh, 
been awesome to watch. Uh, didn't last quite as long as I was hoping, but mate, you, the, I, I'd say no regrets, mate. You had a phenomenal um, season. You played big from day one. Not much more you could have done. You're a legend, Adam. Thank you so much for the sport, and thanks for um, having another avenue for um, fans and even just even um, just anyone watching to um, get some insight. And it's really good because it is a good time to kind of um, conclude and kind of reflect um, on your personal story. So it's a real it's a real nice moment for all of us castaways to um, be able to have this. So we do appreciate it and all the work you do. Appreciate it, mate. Love it. Thanks again. All right, mate. Take it easy. I'll see you soon.